0: All right. Let's pray. Father, we are, once again we, we acknowledge your presence in our midst. We thank you for what you do in our lives. Now, as we approach your word, we ask you that, we, that you will pour out your spirit into our hearts, and that everything of us will be touched by you by your spirit. Our hearts, our minds, our soul, our Emotion, everything, Lord, that we'll be touched by the truth that is contained in your word as your spirit reveals to it. Now, Father, all we need to do is just to open our hearts and your all humility, acknowledging just the authority of your word in our lives. We thank you, Father, we love you, Jesus. Amen. It's been an interesting week for Diane. Let me just read you you the scripture first and then I'll talk about something. I would like to read from Colossians chapter 1. And uh, I'm going to read from verse 3. Where he says, We almost thank God for. God, the Father by our Lord, Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, the church, this is Paul's writing to, uh, to the congregation of, uh, of Colossians, the Colossians uh, people.
1: Because we have
0: heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the believers or the saints, and I want you to no- no- notice this, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven that you have already heard about about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. All, the, all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. You learn it from Epaphras. So, gospel wasn't just preached there, it was taught. So, the, the implication here, these are people who are truly disciples, not just being preached to, but they've been discipled in the gospel, the truth of the gospel. Because it says, you learn it from the prophets, our dear fellow servant who is faithful, who is a faithful minister. Of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit.
1: For this reason,
0: since we, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped or we have not ceased praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of God of His will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That and uh, sorry, and we pray. This, in order that you may live life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance, patience, and joyful, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of life for he has rescued us from the, the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins like I said we, we have a, an interesting week in this week I just want to be a bit relaxed about it and normally I just get, get straight into preaching but I think this is family, is that okay? My, my, my sermon, the title of my sermon is the, the trilogy or the triple of, of discipleship. Faith, hope, and love. <laughs> it's there, it's right there. Let me, let me read it again. I like the way, the way he laid it out. He said, we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, the love you have for all of the saints and then this to this in verse 5. The faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored for you in heaven. is right? Yeah. People can live without food for maybe 15 or 60 days. I've heard of people for 70 days. People can live without water for obviously shorter few days. But no one can live without hope not even for a second. Not without hope. We all need hope. And uh, Diana, we, we just, you know, we, many of you know, we went through the interesting week, and uh, and uh, the thing that we have is the hope, the, the ultimate hope that we have in God. From the passage I just read, I just want to focus on verse, verse 4 and 5, where it says, we are excited because of the, we heard of your faith in christ jesus okay there's faith love and hope faith in christ jesus love for god's people and hope sort for us and uh, that's in, in verse 5. and uh, and if you if you read in, in uh, i think verse uh verse 14 where, where he says uh, and on a, yeah, uh, he said that he encouraged that the Colossians to, to stay in the faith, be established in the faith, and not deviate from the hope. That's what he said. He said that you will be established hold firm to uh, in verse, uh, verse 22. Continue in the faith, in your faith, being established and firm, and do not deviate from the hope. So the whole faith, hope, and love. And uh, I just want to say this, these three things, in the context of the passage, pretty much faith in Christ is where we start this journey of hope, because he's talking about the hope, the ultimate hope, okay? So faith in Christ is the beginning of our journey of hope. Now, sometimes when we talk about faith, we have to be careful that many Christians have faith in their faith. They have Faith in the ability to believe God. No, actually, our faith should be have be, have in the faithfulness of Christ. Mm. We'll read further why we need to do that. Okay, so the, we, we begin with, with the faith in Christ Jesus. This walk of work of uh, hope because we got this hope coming, and then in that journey, we are encouraged to do what the love is the life that we live in. Loving one another is the journey that we walk in. When we begin in faith, continues walking in love towards one another. And the kind of love that Jesus talks about is laying down your life for one another. Alright? And I wanna say this. Many the world has got a definition about what love is, but the Bible talks about we need to love not just in words but words and action. Yeah. And also just see the first John chapter 3 verse 16. Love in words, action, 16 to 18. Not only that's just love in words and action, but also love in words, action and truth. Did you guys get that? Love in words, action and truth. What it means is the kind of love that is defined by the truth, by the word of God. In other words, there is a certain how we express our love, because the world expresses the love based on feelings, right? Whereas, the Bible says, no, love is a verb. It's not just a noun, it's a verb. It's an action. But also an action that is defined by the truth of the word of God. So. A boyfriend and a girlfriend can love each other, but there's a there's a defining boundaries on how they express their love based on the truth of the word of God. Are you guys getting what I'm saying here? In other words, uh-uh, there are certain boundaries. And however the the the, the world will describe love, I can love my brother, but there's a certain boundaries and uh, uh, defining. Uh, Uh, there's there's a definition of how I am to express my love to my fellow brothers or whether it's same sex or opposite sex and how I am to express my love towards my wife that I cannot share with other you know, with other people because love is defined by what? by the truth alright, so I will not stay for too long with that. So that's the journey that we have. And uh, he was talking about why we only have faith in Jesus. Why only why not believe in in, in our own faith? Well, because if you read in uh, in uh, going down to, to verse 15, he described the kind of Jesus that we have faith in. It's powerful. Let's read. Colossians 1, verse 15. He said, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all, of all creation. And listen to this. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven, things on earth, things visible, invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through Him and for Him. Is it worth to have faith in this kind of man? Okay. He is before all things, and in him all things... to say all things. all things. All things hold together. Can we have the, the PowerPoint? I've got the PowerPoint. Just, this is my, my, my last point here. The way he's structured is uh, in, in a chiastic sort of... Uh, Sort of style the way the, the, this passage is structured. He is the image of the invisible thing, the firstborn of all creation, and he is before all things, and in him all things together. What language is that? Come on. The language of what? What book of the Bible? Creation. creation. Genesis. Okay. The Bible divides into two things creation and new creation. So, he, he began it's almost like. Each sentence, you can, it, the way it is structured, it, there's like a mirror. He moves from creation to new creation. Can you see that? He is the image of the invisible God. That's the Genesis language. The first part of all creation and He is before all things and in Him all things hold together. And then He began with the new creation. He is the head of the body of the church. Okay? And you see He is the beginning is the mirror of He is before all things. The first one from the dead in the new creation, in the uh, original creation, He is the firstborn of all creation. Can you see that? For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to, death, to dwell. That reflects He is the image of the invisible God. Can you see the structure here? What he's trying to say is this. Whether it is the New Testament or the Old Testament the divinity and the deity of Jesus is fully confirmed. There's no doubt about it. He is it. The Jews don't believe that. But here it is. we said, he is the firstborn from the dead. That means they're going to be secondborn, third, fourth, fifth, believe, you and I right there is our hope because he is the first one you and i are the million or whatever trillion born from the dead that's why i'm going to push this thing it is not having faith in our ability to have faith but having faith in jesus ability to stay faithful he is the object my confidence is not in my ability to believe, yeah. but in the faithfulness of Jesus to say faithful with me. Is that simple? So what kind of hope in the situation, like you, you just heard the story, it's been a difficult few months for Diana. Did you, did you tell the story how death prayed for all of you and you did? It's like when we got saved, you know, he was like, what the heck is going on with Jesus? Mm-hmm. But at the, towards the end of his life, it was like he was offering a priestly prayer for all his children. Come on, guys. You can have hope for your children or your brothers or your parents who are not saved. You can do it. Look at that. In him, all, all things. The reason I say I ask you to say all things hold together, in other words, everything, every element in the universe is held by Him. It's sustained by Him. So God, Jesus is not only the creator, but He's the sustainer of all things. Now, if He sustains and holds all things together, don't you think He can hold your life together? It's the least He can do. <laughs> I mean, you know, if every element in the universe is held to, held together by him, the easiest thing for him to do is to hold your together. <laughs> so it's easy to have faith. No wonder Jesus said, "If your faith can be just as little as a mustard seed." Okay. So we are not having some kind of faith in this. Okay, it's, it's, I said, but sometimes we have this this thing in our mindset that we have to have this massive faith in this some kind of God. No, 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 no. We need to have this little bit of faith in this massive kind of God. You know? That massive kind of Jesus. Just little faith in this big God. I will rejoice in the I don't know that song. <laughs> Let's just stand let Lord Jesus, as you read this verse, we just pray that there's a new sense of hope that may have been before in the hearts of all people below. Yes, Lord. Hope that will birth faith and love, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, we love you, people, and we thank you that they are awesome. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you guys.